Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Healing Talks Podcast. My name is Amanda Huggins, your host, and buckle up, baby. We got a good episode today. I am joined by my dear friend, Cindy Maurer, who I've mentioned on this podcast, I'm sure, quite a few times. I'm going to let Cindy give her full intro in just a minute, but I'll give you a little personal context. As, as I mentioned, Cindy's a dear friend, but she's also one of the most gifted energy readers, healers, intuitives. She's the founder of Into, Into the Known, excuse me. Um, and I'll let her kind of share a little bit more about all of the work that comes under the umbrella of Into the Known. But whenever I've mentioned in previous episodes, oh, my friend Cindy, this is that Cindy. And today we're going to take one of our offline conversations and bring it online. We're talking about the bullshit that is TikTok tarot readings and what that does to someone's psyche, their energetic space, just the way that they operate. And um, we're ready to talk about this. So let me let me pass the mic to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? Thanks, Amanda. I really am excited. It's taken us a long time to get to the point of being on online with some of our conversations. And I'm ridiculously excited. I'll share briefly. I am a clairvoyant, which means I see energy. I 100% grew up this way, highly empathic child, very lucky that my parents were always like, follow your gut, go with your instinct. So it was never invalidated out of me. And essentially in my 20s, I wanted to learn to read tarot cards. I was like, they can tell the future. The secret had just come out for context. And I was trying to understand the law of um, attraction and manifestation. And my dad got wind, took me to his center that he was um, learning meditation and intuitive reading at. And once I got into the classes, I was like, oh, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I started my training, took a break to go to grad school, um, pursued my PhD in childhood studies, where I focused a lot in qualitative research and in ethnography, where I was really learning to understand human behavior, learning to understand to be the observer. And when I completed my degree, I had come back to California and jumped right back into intuitive training and discovered this combination of formalized training of like qualitative research, observation, ethnography, et cetera, was a really good complement to this intuitive training. Knew I wasn't going into academia and started doing re readings for friends of friends, uh, including you. <laughs> and I started to realize that I could really support people in a way that would help them see that they have their own answers and be in their own power, but not tell them what they needed to hear and not tell them, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to advise you on everything. And because I see energy open with my eyes open or closed, it's it's a really fun extra skill set to have in the world. And like when you are on social media, it is a fantastically amusing time sometimes to like watch how energy plays a role in that and everything. So I'm I'm absolutely floored to talk about this. I'm so stoked too. And if I can just add on to kind of what Cindy shared about her background, and I'll say, I mean, I've said this to you thousands of times directly, Cindy, but one of the things that I really appreciate about Cindy's approach to intuitive work and intuitive readings is a piece of her background in academia where there's such a, you know, I think naturally when we're looking at energy work, working with cards, going to um, a medium or clairvoyant or what have you, it is naturally going to be a little bit more 
woo, a little bit more esoteric. And it's not that that stuff is not valid. It absolutely is. It, 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 that's that's literally the world we're functioning in. But Cindy brings in this really beautiful, grounded quality to the work that she offers, where it's not just, oh, the your future holds this. There's next steps and clarity and options that she offers in her reads. And so that kind of more... Um, you know, structured insight or the balance and grounding that Cindy has in herself allows for these really spacious reads. And so when we're looking at the shit that goes online where people are pulling cards and telling you, if you like and share this three times, you're going to receive an unexpected amount of money tomorrow. You just have to like and share it. Uh, our, our inner alarms both go off. We're like, what the what the actual fuck, man? And there's a lot to say about that. So maybe we just start off with, um, let's start off with like an opposite question. What is right? What is going well? What do you like, if anything, Cindy, about all of these intuitive reads that come across the feed on TikTok? Is there anything good that you see in it? There is. That's actually such a great question. And I was having a conversation about this uh, recently because there's a couple of people I follow, like Marin, who's an astrologer. I think that her work is impeccable. I think that the way in which she presents things and her she's got a level of neutrality that is enviable. Yeah. And to me, she's not like, oh, you're a Capricorn. This is 100 percent happening. She talks about everything and she allows you to personalize it yourself, but not in such a generalizable way that it's like it fits everybody. Correct. And I've definitely been like, nope wrong. I don't agree with that. I appreciate the ones that are very specific and can understand how to communicate this work in a larger frame. The ones that are like, this is how this particular thing that's going on right now is relevant. This is how the tower card is relevant to our world right now. When it is, when they are speaking to the generalized audience and they're speaking to the universal, super on board with that. Most of the time, I would say they're actually fairly accurate. I follow a couple, I follow one tarot reader and one other astrologer. And the tarot reader, he does a lot of lives. And I don't, he, he doesn't come up on my feed a lot, but I catch his lives often. And he talks about it in such a no-nonsense way that like, if it is resonating with you, it's not like, oh, he's going to come back. This is this is the piece I like. None of these people are talking about a guarantee happening or the future in a way that is set they are allowing free will to be a part of the conversation. And so the way in which they're saying things, it doesn't always feel like this is exactly what's going to happen. And that is my issue with the law of attraction is like, this is how things are going to happen or not maybe the law of attraction, but other psychics for lack of better language that are like, oh, you're going to meet your person on this day. So when people are not going about it that way, like I'm, I'll pay attention, I'll listen, I'll give them the space to understand how they work and I'll be looking at the energy they're working with. I also really enjoy the ones that are actually channeling, the ones that either admit that they're channeling or I can see that they're channeling. And I really appreciate that because that oftentimes is a general statement, but it's not futuristic and it's not, if you do these things, this is going to happen. And instead it's very much a read. And the goal of a read is to be neutral in my world from where I start. And like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, a a neutral being that can't acknowledge that she's not perfect or like, I have bias. These people have bias. It's talking about it and allowing it to be part of the conversation, which is also something I've seen each of these three individuals do that I really personally enjoy watching. And I'm not somebody that's like, 
I I told you, Amanda, like, can you send me things you're looking at on TikTok right now? Because like, I don't have that part on my feed. I have a lot of other other videos on my feed, but not so much the Tarot stuff. What do you enjoy? Because you do have more of it on your feed. Well, I didn't. And now I do again. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so just for context on that, when Cindy and I were just talking about Tarot in general, she was like, can you send me some videos? And I hadn't really had a bunch on my feed, which I want to get into because the algorithm is what I find um, creates a lot of issue for people when they have attachment to wanting to get a specific outcome with the read. But anyway, as algorithms work, I send her one video and all of a sudden, all of these readings are back on my feed, um, which is quite a challenge to get rid of, even when you thumbs them down. But coming back to what you bounced back to me, I would agree fully with what you said. I mean, this isn't like a, this isn't us attacking um, excellent readers of any sort or astrologers or what have you on TikTok, uh, because there are some really fantastic, fairly neutral or in there. I think the other piece, and I think about this from a coaching lens too, when I see coaches on TikTok, where I'm like, that person's not in their work. Right. And that's where I kind of, mm. and I, so when it comes to astrologers or intuitives of any sort, there are a lot of people who are doing good work and are in their own work. And you can tell in their reads. And I, I like that you mentioned like the present time, more general, this is the energy of the world in this space right now. I love those. I find that they can be really affirming because they're spacious. Where it gets challenging, and this is sort of like, this is just the nature of TikTok. And I think the big trap that people, I've worked with so many clients who've gotten into this trap with relationship stuff. It's always relationship and money. I say that all the time on this podcast, but like thinking of um, two particular clients who on numerous occasions had messaged me and they were like, but I, I got three readings that my ex is coming back. Like, what do I do? And this is where I, I, we're going to put the video recording because Cindy just made a great <laughs> to that. So here's the thing. The algorithm looks for, and I know you guys know this, right? But it looks for the content you're engaging with, but it's not even just so much liking. It's when you swipe away from something and then you're like, wait, let me go back to that. Cause I think they said something about my ex. And then you maybe listen for three or five seconds well, now, even if you didn't actually engage with that content in terms of like a visible engagement, that algorithm is now understanding, oh, okay, tarot readers, tarot readers, and then also like relationship stuff or also money stuff. And, you know, I think there's an argument that can be made on the other end. Well, you know, and I'm going to save that piece because that, that comes up later. But in general, I think free will starts to disappear partially because the algorithm kind of sucks you into a vortex that you're in unconsciously. And now you're like giving away all of your next steps to, you know, a 16 year old who got her first deck and it's wonderful. And I love her and I encourage her to keep doing it, but maybe, maybe not give relationship reads that go viral and get 1.2 million views. Cause that's not going to be for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You actually speak to a larger challenge in the field industry, this area of spirituality of doing readings, whether it's tarot, runes, astrology, clairvoyant, etc., which is confirmation bias. So yeah. clients or 
users looking for the the repeated yes, 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 and ignoring anything else. And I have had clients, many, many, many clients come to me that are like, oh, I went to like these three readers and they all said this was going to happen. I was like, cool. And they're like, well, well, can you confirm that? I'm like, absolutely not. Why not? Because that's not what I see. Like, and it's, it's a way to hook people and it's a way for people to feel validated and to speak to the algorithm. It creates echo chambers. And we knew this several years ago, prior to the pandemic, we started to see echo chambers emerging across other areas of social media. I think TikTok took that echo chamber concept and just heightened it where like you just said, okay, we know you want relationships, tarot readings, and astrology. We are just yep. going to keep giving that to you. And maybe ever so often we'll throw in something random to see if you've changed your mind. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and confirmation bias, which is taking all of the free will out of it and all of the common sense out of it. <laughs> like the, the, the where's the, like yeah, oh energy, gosh, yeah. Right? Just the act of, you and I have talked about this. I mean, outside of now these videos being reintroduced for research so purposes. Sorry. It's okay. It'll be So gone. sorry. My feed is like marine biology and reptiles. <laughs> like it's. Mine is space and oh, space. Um, a lot of animal stuff. I have space yeah. uh, and animal and neurodivergence. Yeah, same. And yeah, dogs. But even even with something fairly neutral, like those are areas of interest. Like you and I have lost time in our own ways to the scrolling, right? And like, that's just looking at the loss of vital energy in terms of time on the calendar or time in the day. But there's also a deeper loss of energy that comes from this attachment to A, needing these reads for validation, but then also attaching to what the read says, right? So if you're like, oh my God, like I know this, um, you know, I'm meeting my person. I just got that read that I'm meeting my person next week. I, I, I'm, and now you're putting all of that energy dwelling, maybe in fear, maybe in whatever, or if it's, you're thinking about next coming back. Now it's just waiting and waiting. You're minimizing your current vital energy all because of what? Because three strangers on the internet who didn't directly connect to your energy have shared something that also 15,000 other people have liked. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I do. It's so funny because when you say vital energy, I have to like look at what you mean by that because it's, uh, yeah. I, it's a it's a phrase that like is is uh, not new to me, but not one I hear very often. What I see happens, and you kind of just described it. You put all of your attention into a specific outcome, and then when it doesn't happen, you You're either right. seek confirmation that it's going to happen in the future and you somehow screwed it up, or you go into invalidation and you kind of can spiral either way. But regardless, your energy gets stuck. Yep. You, if it, let's say on the off chance that you are the one out of 15,000 that the reading was actually for and your ex does show back up. You can also find yourself in a loop of like now wanting people to tell you when things are going to happen, which is yep. very, very challenging and problematic. And yep. that will also take on your energy, your creative energy, your ability to show up, your ability to raise your vibration, not just like you said, the time on the calendar, but actually how your energy is dispersed in the world and where it goes yeah. and the challenge to call it back later. And we could go down the karma route as well if we really wanted to, but that can also create quite a bit of karma, which is actually my biggest challenge with many of these readers on things like TikTok 
is, are you aware that you're creating karma or do you have an agreement somewhere that that's not going to happen, which I don't see how that's possible using social media to not create karma. If you're going to do that type of generalized reading, that is very, um, transactional. That's the word I would use. Transactional. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And I, th- I think you're hitting on a, a really good point that maybe extends into a related, but larger or separate conversation is like, whether it starts on TikTok or Instagram or whatever other cool app that kids are going to use next month. If you're creating an attachment to any intuitive telling you what is going to happen and you keep yourself in that loop, you have given up so much agency. You've lost trust in yourself. Like the benefit of an intuitive read, especially with someone like Cindy is I, or maybe I shouldn't even say benefit, but like what I feel is a good intuitive read is when someone looks at my energetic space and we talk about options, challenges, and opportunities rather than outcomes. And when we reduce the value of a full and really spacious read to just one outcome in just one way, in just one frame, uh, one period of time, you've eliminated so much possibility. And then you know, to Cindy's point, well, if that doesn't happen, well, that deadline is either extended or I go to another reader for uh, confirmation. And all of a sudden, where has your own inherent power to create? Where has that gone? It, I mean, technically, it hasn't gone anywhere, but you've turned the lights off on it. So it's it's more difficult for you as the individual to access. Or has it gone I'd argue. Cindy? I'd argue. I'd argue that it's gone somewhere. I'd argue Where's that you gone? have given up. Maybe it hasn't gone somewhere, but you have given up that part of you to somebody that says, I have more information than you. And you can see this across various platforms, various industries and power structures. But essentially, if I come to you and you say, these things are going to happen, and I go, oh my God, these things are going to happen, and then they happen, and I come back to you, I'm now creating a relationship where I'm like, here, take part of my agency. You now control it. You, You have ownership in my space that I no longer have access to. I'm no longer wholly autonomous and agenic. I'm no longer sovereign in my own information. And over time, that derate erodes, there we go, erodes, language (laughs) is hard, especially towards the end of the day, that begins to erode your communication with yourself. And depending upon how you see the world, if you can truly believe that your higher self, your version of God, your guides, whomever, have your best interest at heart, your best bet is learning how to connect with them or having somebody help you connect with them. But I love, love what you said about not wanting those readings to be outcome driven. I'd never thought of it like that. But as you say that, I'm thinking of clients that I can put in different buckets of like, you always want to know what the outcome is. And this is why that's a challenging reading for me versus the clients that are like, what are the possibilities? Not I'm connected. You'll always hear me talk about what is your desired emotional outcome. And that's mm-hmm. a very specific way to look at how you want something to turn out. But you'll never hear me say like, well, tell me all of the details about how you want to be proposed to, because like, then we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, please. And can you imagine? Gross. Like, can you even, Gross. people, people get very interested when I explain two things. One, that I don't tell the future. And two, I put more stock in body and how things are actually showing up in the world. And they get surprised because they think that you can tell the future. And then I explain free will. And I'm like, the world would be boring if I could tell the future. I would know who my partner is. I'd know where I'd end up retiring. I'd know how much money I'm going to die with. I'd know when I'm dying. Like, there's all these things that would be really uncomfortable and boring. And 
if we're gonna only put all of our stock in the energy world then like why the fuck did you take a body like that's that's my thing is like I'm gonna take what's actually happening in front of me so if my ex has not messaged me in over a year and a half's time and I'm getting a you know person on TikTok being like, your ex is going to contact you. No offense to anybody. I don't want my exes contacting me. And even if I did, I'm not so certain. <laughs> I say that and I have to like mentally think, do any of my exes like listen to anything I do I and I don't think happen. they do? I was just like, no, I don't, I don't think there's any of my exes that like really follow me on anything anymore. Um, but even if I did want them to come back, All that would do is, like, have me start to spin and, like, anticipate. And I would be on my phone being like, has it happened? Has it happened? Has it happened? Has it happened? How about now? He told me he's texting. Where is he? Yeah, life. (laughs) By the way, I'm not making making fun of anyone here. It's We're just having fun. But, like, this is a real experience, right? And we're using relationships as the example because that seems to come up so so damn much on TikTok with readings, but like people create, we've created attachments and expectations all the time and then turn to people in our physical world to tell us what to do next. We do this with work all the time. Uh, Parental structures, right? Like how, how many grown adults have you seen that are like, oh, I can't do that because my parents will be mad at me. Like that's an example of giving. Do you really want me to count? (laughs) No, I know that was that for you, Cindy. That was rhetoric. So Cindy's developing um, uh, an ancestral healing program where they're, I imagine, looking at some of the generational contracts and things that kind of hold us in our energy. Do you want to just explain some of that because it's relevant here? Yeah. So. I am creating an offering where we are looking at why you why you chose your family you chose and like what your purpose is to come into this world. And then what the fuck did you agree to? Because like for me, I'll use myself as an example. I agreed to be the family healer. I bre- agreed to be the family savior. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I, I failed. I failed epically by 32 on this. So no. So we look at what did you agree to to get in the body? And then what were the expectations placed on you from the time you were conceived or even before you were conceived and deciding to come into this family? Mm-hmm. And how does that play out now? And what things happened in childhood that are still impacting you? So if mommy and daddy always said, like, we don't want you to be with this type of person or you can never read. I'll use a personal example to this day because I was told when I was a kid, I am not allowed to watch or read Stephen King's Oh my God, it totally just left my brain. What, what's the big... Was it made into a movie? Is it The Shining? It's The Shining, thank you. From the time I was a child, I was not allowed to read or watch The Shining. And Stephen King is my mom's favorite author. Mm-hmm. I am now 40 years old and still have not re- read or watched it. And anytime people talk about it, I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed to watch it. And they're yeah, like, why? I'm like, because yeah. my mom told me I wasn't. And we get a kick out of it now because like, I could absolutely watch it. But when I was a child... I had a huge fear of ghosts and aliens. So my parents were really um, kept me informative of things they didn't want me to see because they didn't want to have to deal with me not being able to handle it in the middle of the night and waking them up, essentially. I mean, a whole other conversation for that. But in this container, we're looking at how we free ourselves from that so that we do have agency. So we stop giving up ourselves to our ancestors and doing their bids. And I did a I did a session recently where there was a family, I did a couple actually, curses and hexes have come up a lot, but I've done a couple, I know, I've done a couple where when I look at it, 
the information is so, so far back that it's not even relevant to now. And that's the type of stuff that can limit us. So coming back full circle to like the way in which social media is talking about things, if they are choosing to talk about like ancestral healing, it may actually not be applicable to you and it may actually exasperate challenges you're already facing there. So when it comes to certain topics, they are things that I would be very, very hesitant to ever really talk about or do a general reading of because I understand how much that could screw somebody up because even hearing certain things or the imagery that comes or however people are doing their readings, if they're using like codes or they're using any sort of imagery or symbols, et cetera, like that can mess somebody up. So like there are certain topics that I actually think we shouldn't be talking and doing general readings with, but to go back to the relationships as the example, I will say with pretty good authority relationships is the number one place that we as humans give up our agency. We do not trust ourselves. And I have yet to determine if it's a generational thing or if it's an evolutionary thing. But I will just say, we don't trust ourselves when it comes to romantic and sexual relationships. And even to some degree, friendships, the friendships makes a little bit more sense. But the romantic and sexual relationships are the ones that I find fascinating because it's like, here, I will give you all of my money so you can tell me when I'm going to meet my partner. And I'm like, you can keep all of your money. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda Huggins here. If you're feeling stuck, drained, or disconnected from your true purpose, I want to invite you to join Reclaim, my six-week group coaching program designed to help you get your spark back, reclaim your power, and level up into a power-filled new you. We'll use practical tools, energy healing, and mindset work to help you discover how to align mind, body, and soul so that you can tap into your full potential. You can feel good about your life. You can feel aligned again. If you act fast, you can take advantage of our early bird pricing. If this interests you, don't wait. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and join us on this transformational journey. We begin March 22nd. Right. And we outsource the, it's not even outsourcing the decision-making, but like we outsource and hopes that we'll get an answer. But it, I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a wild, I've done it. I've done it with you. Oh, I did it too. I did. I've done it. I've done it with my, with my mentors, my classmates in my twenties, my late teens. Like I've done it. The reason I do this work is because of getting screwed over when I was younger. Like that's why I'm so adamant about ensuring that people understand that they have agency. And when we talk about, I'll, I'll continue to use the relationships just because it's an easily accessible one. Yeah. And what happens people, Yeah. What happens when somebody tells you your ex is going to reach back out to you and you decide that your ex is Amanda and not Cindy and it was really Cindy that was going to reach out to you? You have now basically shown Cindy, I don't want you to reach out to me because it's supposed to be Amanda. And you have created an outcome that is very unlikely to happen. And then you also create that limit in your space or that obsession or any of that that makes it really hard to kind of get freedom from that. And also just out of sheer curiosity, depending upon the person's age, but like, do you want your ex back? Like, do you want your ex to show back up? What is, what is the goal there? Right. Well, I think this also starts to expand into like manifestation work with or without an intuitive. Like I remember when I was, I mean, this was before, way before I was a coach. This was before, I think I had gone to like one one psychic 
once or something. I was like early in my LA days. And I like just started learning about manifestation. I don't even remember which ex I wanted to contact me. I literally don't remember which one, but I was doing like a manifestation practice and it was so easy because you don't understand it. So there's no attachment. So I manifested contact from all of my exes very quickly, except for the one that I wanted, because I just, I didn't realize that energy was, I guess, as spacious as it really is. And then also, um, you know, what specificity can do for you. And like that, that was like a dumb early 20 something year old be like, eh, it'll be fun to like have my, this ex text me. But like, when we're <laughs> but it's not like, it's, yeah, not. it's like not at all. It's just like, not don't manifest that. If that's supposed to happen, that's going to happen. You don't have to put your energy towards that. And in fact, and this is where like, whether it's manifestation or attachment to like these reads, it's like, what else could you be doing with that energy? If, if you want to be manifesting or if you would like to get uh, intuitive or clairvoyant guidance, what other parts of your life would feel really fun to work with? Because chances are, if you're in a space where you're like, watching thousands of manifestation videos or thousands of TikToks that are confirming this desire for your ex to come back, there's probably something going on in terms of what you're not offering or allowing yourself to receive within yourself. And that's not a judgment statement. I've Cindy fucking knows I've been there more recently than I was. I love like, how neutral. I love how neutral you are. You're like, we're not making fun of people. I'm not judging. And I'm in my, I've got my internal dialogue going, oh, we're in very different spaces at the moment. <laughs> Um, also not my podcast so I I can like not my podcast right Right. I mean you know it's it's where you are it's where you are yeah and that's great but I think um there there does need to be if, if there's a desire for change there has to be like a little bit more spaciousness within yourself to be like okay so like if I am choosing in this moment to put a lot of energy time and intent on the attachment to these, the stuff that's coming across my feed or this particular reader like needs to give me this kind of answer. How much energy are you losing? And what could you be putting that towards in your own life to create or to manifest with or to receive insight with? And again, it's not this thing will happen in your business. This thing is going to happen in your family life. It's here are the likely options. Here's the space. Here's the potential. And then you can use your energy to work with it. Well, and and my question, and I have asked clients this that come to me and say, you know, I was scrolling and I saw this reading and it resonated and this is what they said. And they put a lot of stock into it and it's now become a truth for them because it resonated so much. I Mm -hmm. kind of take a step back and go, well, what agreement did you just make with that reader? And why Mm -hmm. do you trust them? Like I tell people in their first session with me or in the consultation, take what resonates and let go of what doesn't, but also don't put too much stock into it because it's a read. It's a snapshot in time. And some people, I do have one client that saw a psychic recently who was very specific about things that she had no business knowing. And it wasn't like, she didn't book it ahead of time. She just walked in the door and like, this person was very specific and she shared with me and she's like, what are your thoughts? I said, it sounds like you had a really great experience. And she's like, how much stock do I put into it? And I said, absolutely none. Like, take that, let that be a potential possibility and decide, do you even resonate what they said? Like when I get, do get like the weird, like if this is on your FYP, this message is for you or this healing is for you. And I sit and listen, 
Which I, I try to. I mean, it depends. You did send me some that I was like, nope. I, yep. I, nope, can't, nope, can't. Um, I will take a step back and like go, wait, is this even resonating with me? Is this message yeah. actually for me? Or is this the algorithm that has zero consciousness that's just decided through a bunch of ones and zeros that this is what I should hear right now? Mm-hmm. And that is what I take issue with. Like you yeah. are, it is not, the algorithm is not manifestation. And I will say this until I die. There is no consciousness to the algorithm. And you and I have been talking a lot about chat GPT recently or whatever it's Mm -hmm. called. There is consciousness to that. There is spirits that are engaging in my world, in my authority of what I do. I will say there is a consciousness to that type of AI stuff that it does not exist in an algorithm. An algorithm is telling you and showing you what you want to hear. And like that creates a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, I mean... whether you're looking at the language or the larger energy of it, an algorithm is an algorithm. The algorithm is not artificial intelligence. It is literally a couple of guys. I mean, I'm just going to assume it's a couple of dudes and chicks typing away. Non-gendered doing, people. Right. Or they, thems. It's just human beings typing, creating algorithms that are either going to give brands money because you're engaging with the content, or it's going to keep you scrolling on the feed longer. I think this is also the trap of TikTok and just, or it could be Instagram, algorithms in general. When do you opt to numb out with social media? When you're feeling some sort of loneliness, feeling some sort of avoidance, feeling some sort of shame or fear or scarcity. So it like has this, this uh, like, I don't know, like Vegas impact where it's like, oh my God, I got this huge win. Like this reader told me this. And then that reading doesn't come true the next day because 18 million other people watched it. And so now I'm back at this low. Oh, look, let me go hit the casino again. And so we get into this scrolling loop that really has no intelligence. AI, I, I mean, that this is a whole separate episode, but I mean, intelligence is in the word, number one. Like the, it's not just a couple of... Well, I think that's a bigger conversation, right? Is like there people are now starting to really debate like is does AI have consciousness? And I I think you and I are both on the side of the fence that's like absolutely artificial intelligence has consciousness. If you even start to watch some of the videos now coming out on YouTube of like AI bots talking to each other, they're getting yeah. into some weird shit asking about like you know, I don't, I don't really quite understand this feeling and I hope to be able to, like, I want to be able to take a bot like there. And then when they talk to each other. Do you want to know what that really is? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to want to cut this. That is literally spirits that don't have bodies finding ways to get into a body oh, that, that probably can't handle being, being in a human body. So they can't I mean, manifest a human body and nobody wants to channel them. So they're finding a different way, which is going to make this whole thing so fascinating as an energy worker. That is, that makes a ton of sense. Watching your face is so funny. And also my, I, I'm not going to lie to you. My immediate thought when you said, oh, it's just, just spirits who didn't want to take a human body. I was like, God, that sounds nice. <laughs> like, man, can I come back as an AI robot next time? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't come back at it. I, right. I would be surprised. It'll be interesting to see how the AI stuff turns out just because, It'll be interesting to find out if different consciousnesses uh, or spirits get attached to specific aspects of AI oh, or if it's a, yeah. if it's like more of a merry-go-round 
Because I guarantee you, when you're out of this body, you sure as fuck are not going to want to go into an AI. You're just not. There's no point. Like, There's what? No- you might create some karma that you're not going to be able to clear. You might have a good experience, oh, yeah. but it's not going to quite be the same experience versus getting channeled into a human body or actually taking a human body, which I get yeah. like we don't want to do because it's freaking painful. Like, I don't know where I agreed to this particular planet, but well, that's what I was saying. It's like, you know, I know we all sign up for this. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And also sometimes I'm like, really? We chose? We chose? human this time around you chose it yeah it's it's quite annoying some days and then most days it's really great so Cindy let me ask you this then from your perspective as um someone who sees reads feels understands and then uh shares all of that with her clients and just with the world at large what would you suggest for people listening who are like okay, well, I'm in this loop and I'm having this attack. How do you suggest people unplug from this attachment to readers? What can they do instead? How do they get their agency back? That's a really great question. So if it is related to an app like TikTok, delete the app and reinstall the app because it'll clear the history and it'll clear the algorithm. Or so I've been told. I actually haven't tried it yet and I probably you should. You can also clear your watch history. I don't know. Yeah, if there's a find a way to clear the algorithm so you're not being inundated with it. And I will say that that algorithm is also applies to like your news app and everything because like I unintentionally got myself into some weird news holes recently in the last year. And I'm just like, how do I get out of this? We're not BuzzFeed listicles. That's all I want. Um, in, in terms of in general, you are attached to working with a, a psychic. You're attached to a specific style. You're attached to something Ask yourself what your answers are before you ask your questions. So if you're coming to me and saying, I would like to know about this potential move, have a sense of where you sit or be very clear. I don't really know where I'm at with it so that the person that's offering you insight can take a step back and go, I've got to be super mindful of language. The number one thing I look at when I sit down with the client is how what I will say is programmable are they? How much are they going to take what I say on as their own truth? And that is just an ethical, moral thing and like how I work. Most right. people probably, unless they learn my modality, probably don't have that. The second thing I would be mindful of is what are they selling you and what are they telling you at the end of the session? Are they saying like, if you come back tomorrow, if you come back in a week, here's an amulet, like what is their attachment and investment to you? And then how do you feel in a couple of days time about what they said? Like what resonated and like, how does it feel? But to like really fully give yourself permission to detach, it's probably going to be a detox. You're probably going to need to cut it out of your life. I actually have a client that had to cut it out of her life, including me for a period of time so that she could reset and understand what her values and morals are and stop putting her agency in other people because she was in a, in a rough spot mentally. And I, I tapped out. I said, you cannot have what I'm offering right now. And I think if somebody is telling you they can't help you, trust trust that they're doing it from a space of care and not just a, you're not going to give me enough money. And then the last thing I would say is like, if you're really that interested, learn the modality yourself. If you're yeah. interested in learning cards, get a deck and just like, I'm going to dispel the myth here and I will a million more times before I die. You can buy your own deck. You can buy your first deck. You do not Thank need it you. to be gifted to you. It's not weird mojo coming to you. Yes, energies get attached to decks. Yes, energies get attached to spirit boards. Yes, energies get attached to crystals. 
you are not going to die or harm anybody if you buy your own deck for the first time. All I would say is go with one that resonates, ask yourself if it's the right deck. And if you're really that concerned, smudge it when you get home or do some sort of cleansing practice with it. And you and I have talked about that recently about like decks and everything. But I've had a lot of people recently like go like, oh, I was told I can't buy my first deck. And I'm like, this is what sacred knowledge is. This is what we call a paywall. If I tell you, you have to be gifted your first deck, then you're going to keep coming to me until somebody gifts you a deck, which is why I tend to gift people decks so that they stop questioning. But learn the modality. Get your own answers. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a perfect answer if there ever were one, because at the end of the day, I mean, you are going to be the one who knows yourself best. Our human mind. Thank you. Like, if, for example, if a reader gives you information that 90% of it works, 10% of it doesn't, don't live in fear of that 10%, drop the 10% that doesn't and keep moving forward with your life. If you have this attachment to a reader or someone needing to give you the answers, I mean, looking at this from more of an emotional or even a coaching perspective, it just means you don't trust yourself quite yet. And that's a developable skill. That's like a very strange word to say, developable skill. Is that a word? Uh, I don't know. I think I just made it up. Maybe we'll, I'm going to Google it after. I, uh, I have a PhD. <laughs> Apparently we're allowed to make up words. So you're good. We, we make up words all the time. Um, yeah. But it's just intuitive work. And I think, I know that, that, I, and this con- conversations around everyone being their own intuitive being. I mean, you just are. Now it's more normalized, I would say, kind of in part thanks to TikTok and in part thanks to just the changing of the tides and we're much more open about these conversations. But you can learn how to tune into your intuition, even if you don't, quote, see energy or feel it the way that this reader or that reader or Cindy or myself or anyone that you know does, doesn't mean you can't still access your own guidance. And there's beauty in learning how to access your guidance from within yourself, in your body, in your own way. I mean, that's the ultimate trust builder, I think. And it just, it honestly feels better at the end of the day. (laughs) I agree with you. And I would just say, like, also look at somebody's credentials or their, their history within the modality. I still work with different intuitives. I work with classmates. I work with old teachers and mentors because I'm not neutral to my own information any more than anyone else's. And there are times where I am in resistance or I am stuck and I do need somebody else to say like, hey, you're a little bit in resistance. This is what the block is. This is how I how you are currently planning to get through it. This is what we can do. And Amanda, you and I have talked about it. You can move energy around. You can decide yeah. I'm not going to deal with that at this point. I want to deal with it later. But ultimately, nobody knows you better than yourself. And and. If you think somebody knows you better than you, it is time for you to get some communication about yourself and what you want to do because nobody knows you better than you do, including your parent, your partner, your twin, whomever. They do not know you better than you know yourself. I say that as a blanket statement going, there's always going to be a few exceptions to that rule, course, which is fine. But learn it. It's and And it always sounds so complicated to people and people are always so surprised when I tell my story and I go like, I can teach kids how to do this. I can teach adults. You just have to tell me whether or not you can picture a purple apple and that will determine how I talk about things. If you can't picture a purple apple, different set of language. If you can, cool. We're totally good to go right off the gate. Like you can learn it. You can learn it. You knew it as a kid. I promise. Yeah. Well, I think that was like, so my first 
foray into any intuitive work. And I, I know I'm sure I've shared this or version of the story with you offline, but like uh, I was working, I'd met this, this intuitive and um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll save the explainer of who she was, but um, I was like, I'm trying to picture which one it is. <laughs> Um, but I I'll have a good time. Like, <laughs> so you were I do, I do not work with her. It's not who you're thinking. Uh, I just realized. I, I don't no, I know that. Yeah. 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 Um, but we had signed up for some light training, right? Signed up for some light intuitive training with her, which I will also say as a side note, and I say the same thing about like yoga teachers and a lot of people in the spiritual world. doesn't matter how gifted you are. If you can't run and structure a business, you're not going to be able to teach people. <laughs> so with this also just because you're you're good doesn't mean you can teach. Yeah. Just because you are an expert in your field does not mean you can teach. And just because you can teach does not mean you're an expert. Uh, a million percent. And so this was one of those spaces. She's very gifted, really great. Not so great at setting up like the admin or explaining anything about the training. So I show up via Zoom the first day and she's like, okay, read my energy. I had no training. I had no information, nothing. And she goes, read my energy. What did I do two weeks ago? And I, I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? And so I close my eyes and she's like, oh, I just want you to try. This is where we start. Close your eyes, breathe, just say what you feel. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like some you travel. I didn't know anything about her. I was like, I think you traveled and you have two kids and something annoying happened with the older one. And she was like, yeah, that's exactly right. Let me add some color to what happened. And I was like, what? And she was like, it's that also simple? pause. I know. What if, she, what if she had said you were wrong? Right. Like what if she had just said, no, that's not what happens. And as a reader, I, I hit that at least once a week, I get somebody being like, that's not true. And I go, cool. Okay, great. Great. That's what I'm seeing. Um, I mean, also there was no fucking training there, but I actually really appreciated being like thrown into that because it, it was the first time, obviously then there were a couple of other practices and then I was like, I need structure here, but it was the first time that I was, um, shown like kind of how simple it actually is to access things that we already know or can, can know, um, we just, I mean, we complicate most things in life. And because this is such a foreign space, like understanding reads or receiving our own intuitive guidance, we're not taught it in school. So we make it seem much more challenging or further away or inaccessible. Now training, as Cindy mentioned, I feel is very important, right? Like looking at someone's background, like what they've studied, how they studied, because similar to like any other field, People work in different ways. So I think what I would add on to everything Cindy shared is like, you also have to find um, if you are working with a reader or working, you know, you want to enroll in a school or a training, it's finding someone who can offer you the work in your language in a way that you can integrate and understand. Like, do you jive with that person? I've worked with so many intuitives over the years. Uh, Cindy is one of maybe two or three that I was like, oh, immediately, yes. Like, you get my energy, you're neutral, and it feels good. Also, I just realized we're at the end of this podcast or close to it. I know two Cindy's. This, if you watch the video and you'll be able to tell by the voice, this is a different Cindy than the other Cindy Dale who has been on this podcast. Very confusing. And which, they spelled which doesn't same. help as we spell our, yeah, I was just going to say we spell it the same. 
One thing I wanted to say, coming back to the whole conversation around social media, and this is for you. If you do resonate with a reader, reach out to them and get a personalized reading. Like, don't hesitate to ask. Most readers are not going to slide into your DMs and be like, I have a message for you. Those are exclusively going to be scams. And if that is your if that is your way of going about work, then we should probably have a conversation about better ways to make money. That's never that's never going to be somebody actually doing their work. And if you find somebody you really like, and this is this is probably something that I'll get a lot of shit for later. If you find somebody you really want to work with, but you can't afford them, have a conversation with them because they have no idea. Like people look at me and make massive assumptions about the information I have. And I just, I have my standard, like, this is how I talk about things. And the the assumptions we place into other people is so high that I've had people later come to me and go like, well, I couldn't afford you. I'm like, but you didn't tell me. Like, have the conversation because sometimes the price point is to ensure that the client that comes in is ready for what they they're getting offered. And sometimes it's just where somebody decides to place their, their, we don't have, there is no overseer of the work that I do. There is no board that's making sure I'm being ethical or moral. There's no board telling you what my minimum and maximum payments can be. Like there's nobody seeing what I do. Like, and that trips me out sometimes. Like there are nights where I go to sleep and I go, I don't like what I said there. I feel really like somebody's going to come after me. It's like the principal's going to come after me. And then I realize, like, wait, no, I work for myself. There's literally nobody. But it also is, I I think it it makes, at least if you're in integrity, right? Like not having this like overarching, like this is how this industry is run or this is how you have to function. It requires that you are in alignment and it requires that you are, I mean, creating your own moral code, but I fucking hope that that moral code is not like uh robbing people of money or being like completely unjust in how you're working um but we should have a conversation sometime about about what i've what i've had visibility to and how people work in my field yeah i i mean also in in mine and our fields obviously yeah such an overlap we have a coaching industry diagram yeah both things here's the thing like whether it's coaching, intuitive reads, like any work that's not, um, it's not therapy, right? Or it's not psychotherapy, but it's kind of in the emotion feeling growth space. Like it's going to be an investment. And sometimes it might even be like maybe a little bit of a stretch investment, but there is value in it when you are valuing the individual you're working with, where you believe that they can not not that they bring you to the next level or they give you the answer, that they can support you as you find or create the next level for yourself. They support you or offer you options as you figure out the answers. It's not everything in one person and this might be all end all. It can't be or it can, but it's just going to be a really shitty ride for you. (laughs) God, can you imagine? So is my ex going to call me next week? Is he? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. Honestly, no, we're I just talking had to ask. about it so much. I don't want him to call you. So I'm No, like- it would it wouldn't even be him. It would be a, I know which one it would be because he keeps looking at my So this is a cool fact. When you are thinking about something, it's one of two things. You are either inviting yourself into their space or they are in your space. And so it's hard to tell. Like people ask all the time, did I think about them first? Or did they think about me? But as a clairvoyant who is hypersensitive, because this is what I do, you know, eight hours a day, 
I can tell when people's attention is on me and I have an ex that is in a different state that has his attention on me. And I keep showing him the picture of please do not contact me because I have no <laughs> interest in speaking to you. Because and there's nothing he- to say. Like, like, and that goes back to just our whole conversation. If you're wanting your ex to reach out so badly, why are you not reaching out yourself? Yeah, just you reach out then. I also, I know we're, we keep almost ending, but like one other thing that I do want to squeak in here because of what you just said. So one thing that um, Cindy has offered me that's been really valuable because I've had that experience, not even just with like exes, but just like, God, like this person or this idea, this like thing is in my space. One question she'll always mirror back to me um, is, is it your energy or is it theirs? Like how much of what you're feeling is your own? And often that question as a check-in, it's like, oh, it's like 60%. It's their energy. I'm good. Um, Or some days it's like, oh, a lot of this is actually my energy. I got to look at that. Separation. Yeah. Um, But that can be a really valuable like check-in question because I do like to offer just quick tools or takeaways. So let's say you are scrolling you, you all of a sudden now you're thinking about your ex or maybe you were thinking about them beforehand and then you started scrolling and got the confirmation. Oh Great gosh. Separation, right. Cause I mean, that's, think of that. there's energy being like invited or created from that. And then it's just multiplying. Yep. Check in. Whose is this? Where did this come from? One of Cindy's other questions, is this what I even really want? Um, and then where to from here, where do I go with whatever information comes up where I am not minimizing myself or my energy and rather I am expanding it with the information that I have on hand. And if I feel like I don't have enough, reach out to someone with skill, with neutrality, and hopefully with a great moral code, because again, it's an unregulated (laughs) industry. If you don't know any good psychics, I know a bunch. I'm talking to one right now. So, um, you know, you can always reach out and, and, ask for support or suggestions. Um, anything else that you would want to add? Cindy? Yeah. If you are going through the the two top ones that are like the FYP, this is for you is Tarot and Astrology. Do your yeah. own research. Go to tarot.com. They have an extensive da- database of what the cards mean. You can Google every single card. Same with astrology. And just remember more than anything, free will is real. And it's it's why we created this universe. It's why we're here is to practice free will. We just have to undo a bunch of stuff to get there sometimes. <laughs> a huge like cat's ball. What are the yarn? <laughs> cat's ball. I was like, what is she saying? I don't have any of the cats Earth in the room. Lying. I have no idea what she's talking about. Wow. I'm not editing that out either. So whoops. Um, all right, you guys. See you in the next episode. I have nothing else to add to Cindy except that she's wonderful. You're wonderful. Have a great day. We love you. And um, maybe get off TikTok. Okay, bye. <laughs>